0: Welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Larissa Stupar of Venom Prison. Their new album, Primeval, is out now and features re-recordings of their debut EPs, plus two brand new tracks. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in Larissa from Venom Prison. Larissa, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you?
0: I am as well as I can be for a Thursday or a day that ends in Y. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, first off, as much as I'm stoked to talk about Primeval and catch up with you about your craft, I I just wanna make sure I like to start a lot of these interviews. I think, um, you know, it's very easy to forget I'm so excited about art and music as a distraction and an escape but it's easy to forget that people are having a tough time and i just want to make sure that you're well your family the band's families everyone around you is safe and well from either this insidious virus or you know harm from you know exercising your right to protest or anything like that i just want to make sure you guys are okay
1: yeah we're all really well thank you um yeah the only thing that's kind of bothering us is the fact that we can't play shows and travel as well as we want. My family lives in Germany. I live in the UK, so that's been a bit of a struggle as well. Um, but other than that, everything is fine. Thank you. I hope you're well too.
0: Hanging in, same, same, no shows. It's uh I built my entire life. I built to help build this brand around covering live music and festivals and concerts around the world and uh you know, I used to go out five. I'm sure like you had a whole year of touring planned. I can't imagine the loss financially for the band and everyone around you. And I, I like to remind people that the road crew, uh, tour managers, bookers, venue people, venue owners, everybody is suffering collectively, all of us, not anyone more than the others. So, you know, what a, what a wreck.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're all connected. If one of us fails to play shows and make money, then the rest of us does as well. It's kind of like a domino effect.
0: It seems crazy to me that our leaders, uh, you know, of course, who don't surprise me with their failures, but our leaders had the chance very early on to just kind of, you know, get a grip on this and lead and and like actually do what their job is to lead us.
1: And they really failed (laughs) really spectacularly it's awful it's awful to see like I know um, in Europe some some countries are doing better because they react a lot quicker but here in the UK and in America it's just all a big failure
0: right uh, just what a what, just a hot mess and then again uh, I have been inspired in a positive sense that if if anything positive has come out of this year one hopefully a few more people are clinging to things like science and reality as a result of this virus. Some won't, and and that's a shame, but, and also obviously the, you know, civic and political unrest really around the world, not just America. And I've been very proud to see like for the first time in my, uh, as I approach middle age for me, uh, seeing like just, not just, you know, a strong united voice of people in protest and uh, united by, you know, common goals, but the sort of uh, the, Longevity of the and the strength of the protests and the, the raised voices for so long and so prominently around the world. At least that's given me, I hope it's helped you. It's helped me with a little bit of comfort on the flip side of these things.
1: Absolutely. It was actually very empowering to see everything unfolding and happening, even though the events that startled it all weren't um, happy uh, events and happy memories, but at least people took a tragedy or all the tragedies that happened at that time and uh, just have drawn power from it and, and stopping the, the good fight. And that's absolutely inspiring as well.
0: Indeed. And you, I have to say, as much as I love the band's music and I love what you do, I really, really am thankful and appreciative that the band has really made it their voice, their platform to just, tackle issues, raise awareness, just every day, whatever your brand is, your brand is a fist, and it's fantastic, because we don't have enough of that, we have a lot of, and I listen, you know, I, I think I said, like, I love music about swords, and dragons, and mountains, and wizards, but, like, based in reality, we're in a tremendous time, we always have been, actually, but we are, especially today, in a time of real suffering and oppression, like, I have not seen in my whole life. And just ignorance, just the ignorance is just so angering to me. And I really, anybody that's using their platform for good to to raise awareness and create intelligence is just, you know, just makes me that much more a fan.
1: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And and I'd like to mention that there are bands that maybe don't sing about any political uh, themes or don't really seem to have any political views in their music, but they tried to speak out, but then some of their fans were just trying to silence them and say, oh, like, just stick to making music and things like that, which I think is absolutely unfair because a band or an artist can voice their opinion whenever they want and in whatever way they want. And if they don't, because they're afraid that their fans are going to get upset, then that's just absolutely awful because, if you have the platform and you want to use it because you have something to say, then you should without being afraid of anyone. Exactly, and, and I, I get that like a lot of people, and again, yes,
0: there are many bands that don't use their music to express views, but they are very soulful and smart and politically minded. But and I get that fans are like, I just want music to be an escape. I just want gaming to be an escape. I just want movies to be an escape. And I don't want politics invading my escape. But you can't get away from real life and you can't, you can pretend, you can put your head in the sand like an ostrich, but you can't pretend that these things are not real and affecting people every day. At least I can't. And it seems like a lot of people who think like I do agree. So, you know, again, everything is political, as my former writing teacher told me many, many years ago. And uh, everything is political, whether you acknowledge it or not, it is. So, you know, let's just put that on the front
1: street. Yeah, definitely. And I've never actually heard anyone say that before, but that's definitely how I see things as well. If you choose to remain remain silent in a certain situation, then you say enough about what you actually believe in and what you stand up for.
0: Indeed. And before we go and unpack Primeval, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do in a second, I just want to call out one more thing. I, you know, as a as an aging white male who I think my generation and the generation before me, their time has come and gone. Really, in terms of having a say, I, I'm really encouraged. And uh, one of the things, again, any abuse of power, any abuse uh, against anybody, sexual, you know, anything is intolerable to me. But uh, that's how I was raised. But at the same time, I'm also a white male and very conscious of my, you know, gender limitations, and I'm not an expert to speak on these things, but I have been encouraged. It seems like, you know, I know that Me Too was a movement, but it seems like it's, now is the time more than ever to really snuff out sexual assault and sexual abuse in music. We haven't really had, I think, like really that thing. It's it's starting to happen in our scene. There's no place for it. We need to stamp it out. You have been a leading voice for this. This is what, what I'm getting to. You have been a leader on this front in terms of using you know, your platform for that. And I, A, I wanna say thank you, uh, just as an, you know, again, I'm I, you know, out of the community, but what can we do to help, you know, how beside outing abusers, what can we do as journalists? What can we do as men? What can we do as white men? What can we do to help support women in every walk of life is to not be, you know, not have to continue to suffer like this?
1: Yeah, that's a good question because we're all in this together. We all live in this, culture and this rape culture and this patriarchal times um, that have been around this for millions of years for as far as we know. Um, but I think the, the main thing to do is as a supporter of um, women and anyone who actually has experienced abuse is just to listen, to understand, to not pressure people to come out with their stories because Um, it's very difficult it's very hard I have been there myself it took me because I have experienced sexual abuse and it took me years to actually acknowledge that what happened to me has happened to me and to actually say something about it publicly uh, was um, it took me a lot of strength and I understand any any person who has experienced abuse if they don't want to come forward because it's such a personal thing so we just need to support each other to believe each other and to when we're when if you are a white male and you've been told by someone who identifies as a woman that what you're doing or what you're saying is not correct and makes them feel uncomfortable, then you need to listen to that. And you need to try to reflect on your behaviors and your thinking just to make sure that we live in a safe environment all together.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate hearing that. And uh, it's a message we have tried to promote to our audience. Metal is very, got a lot of complex issues with uh misogyny and racism frankly that we can't solve today just you and I but like I appreciate your voice and I want you to know you're heard you're heard by us and I thank you and uh extreme music should always be a safe space for everyone uh any uh, you know any sexual identity any race anyone there's no there's no room for tolerance I can't I can't tolerance is even the bare minimum it's like I barely accept you even that is
1: unacceptable
0: to me honestly but we, we're not going to get into rhetoric Today, But I just want to thank you again for being you and sharing your story and I'm sorry for whatever's happened to you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And I would like to add that there's so many other people um, also that are involved in METAL that share their stories and um, it's just a powerful thing if, if you can reach out to someone Um, even if you don't even know them you might, might not ever gonna meet that person but that person connects to you with you because they have gone through something similar they maybe have gotten the power to maybe speak about their experiences and maybe call someone out on their behavior from just being able to not feel alone in their situation and that's that's really the powerful thing.
0: So well said, so well said. And that powerful thing has driven Venom Prison, whether it's you or the collective of the entire group, musically, vocally, verbally, lyrically, even in the artwork, everything you do has these messages and other messages, Um, again, imperialism, global colonialism, you know, industrialism, all these things, all those isms that are no good. There's a lot of good isms. Cashism is never a goodism. all these things have to go, but I love the music of Venom prison. Primeval, this is a great time for this release. For those that don't know and haven't been aware, although we've covered the release already and uh, our review ran earlier, obviously this is a combination of some of the older material reworked in some cases and two new songs. And it's, I think as the band's profile continues to grow, whether it's through activism or just making great music and live performances when we've had them, Uh, I think this is a great time for this kind of release because it does seem like it's going to help the band take another step up on your way to your next full length.
1: Um, Yeah, thank you. And that was kind of why we chose to release um, a full length like this. It's like I I said to my, uh, to the band guys before that this is kind of a collage of a release because it's got basically three different things on it, uh, which um, something that we never thought we were going to do but we just felt like it was the right time in between writing full length that that we wanted to basically show off our old material and rework it and re-record it and have it remastered the way that we always intended it to sound because let's be honest the, the two EPs sounded absolutely awful <laughs> and now we're so happy that we were able to give them the power that we always wanted to um, so we're really grateful that we were able to do that and also put two brand new songs on and kind of show the direction that we'll be heading so it's basically the evolution of Venom Prison if you want to say it like that. Indeed and and it, you know of course
0: even if you were displeased with the sound and everybody's demo is not great and not what they want and you know uh but you know i think defy the tyrant the music speaks for itself the songs are definitely there There's still some of my favorite Venom prison songs to this day and um yeah and then some of them are represented here and uh you know of course damon vulgaris in particular is my favorite but uh, just a really great evolution of the group like over time it's it's almost uh, you know curated beautifully in a sense the track listing, which I think is even kind of a lost art in a way that's tra- right like the mixtape is kind of gone with Spotify and streaming and so like I love a well I love a playlist I love a really well put, put together playlist and so this is plays like a playlist almost you know
1: yeah yeah definitely um that's kind of something like because I listened back to it myself when like first when we got the the masters back and things like that and it I, I felt it was fun to listen for, to it from front to back obviously it's fun for me because they're my songs and I want to hear what they turned out like but I I hope that many other people feel the way that they don't want to skip songs because that happens quite a lot to me if I listen to playlists or to albums where I just feel like okay this is just not as strong as the next song I'm just gonna skip and um, yeah that just wasn't uh, the that just didn't happen when I listened to Prime Evil so uh, yeah we're really really happy with how it turned out.
0: Awesome. And, you know, again, I have to say, I I think it's very interesting after you've had kind of a a real jump. And again, Prosthetic has done a marvelous job with you. PR has done a marvelous job for you, both in-house and uh, the agency. And uh, as well as just in general, the community is really, you know, really I think appreciated what you guys are trying to do and after you've had kind of a growth period like Samsara was I think it's really interesting for an artist creatively to take a step back and say where do we come from before we go forward and it seems to me that's what you guys have done here regarding the new tracks and so I wanted to kind of unpack that a little with you.
1: Yeah sure Um, yeah that is definitely that it actually helped us a lot writing a new material and especially these two new songs that are also featured on uh, Primeval, um, just to go go back and um, re-experience where we started and um, just basically being able to to take the things that we enjoyed so much from uh, The Five Tyrant and uh, The Primal Chaos and basically try and implement these things into newer songs.
0: Right on. And I think also musically, I think one of the things that attracts people to the band, obviously, is you have this sort of uh, juxtaposition of sort of this groovy old school death metal uh, sort of uh, foundation, but also like very progressive and modern too. Uh, And I think, like I said, or, or also, as you said, maybe the earlier material, the production didn't do justice to the writing and the performances, but now I think we're going to, we're starting to see with these new songs when, now that you guys are really coming into your powers, if you will, then what's coming next is probably going to be mind blowing based on just
1: Mm -hmm. these two tracks. I hope so. I hope so. So we, we also, apart from trying to implement, older influences. We also basically try to develop as musicians, as guitarists, drummers, and um, as a vocalist myself as well, because it's fun to just being able to progress and develop new skills. So that's why there's also a little bit of clean singing on the new songs, because we just wanted to give it a go and see if we like it. And we actually really, really did. And that's not something that we ever planned to do. Uh, personally, we were like, oh, we're never going to sing. But now they're singing as well. So I think it's always fun to just being able to try new things.
0: Indeed. And it's great to hear you kind of stretch out vocally on these new tracks, uh, especially the final track on the records. I'm going to mispronounce this, so forgive me, please. Slayer of Hall Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah, that's a really fantastic job. So like, uh, it seems like you're really expanding... Uh, your range not just your range but what you're trying to do in terms of different kinds of voices in the same song which is really great you know not just for you, you know obviously you as the vocalist and great at ex- you know kind of expressing a lyric but really wonderful for the listener to have kind of like stretch out like your expectations for the vocals you know
1: yeah, yeah thank you I really appreciate that because I've always been really know I did do like clean singing in the past in the past when I uh, wasn't like my older bands um, and like tried to do things but I've always been really nervous about doing it so going into the studio and trying to just nail some cleaner vocals and um, um different layers and harmonies as well um, I was really really nervous but I do think it turned out great and I have to say that all of this was possible because Tom Dring our producer and our dear friend who recorded Venom um, Prison above like all our full lengths so far um, he's just really awesome to work with and he gives you so much confidence and um, it wouldn't have been possible without him Tom
0: is a magician and uh, I love everything he's done. So that's great to hear you. And uh, you know, also again, you know, just everything for you guys has been top marks, obviously the wonderful album cover by Eleron Cantor, the great Eleron Cantor has done about 15 great album covers this year. Uh, and all his things are, you know, just magnificently painted. I think he paints a lot with his father. I had this idea of like Lord of the Rings where like everywhere you look, You see Mordor in the distance from wherever you are in the kingdom and it's just like uh this album cover is just conjures a lot of uh you know great ideas when you you know taken in the context of these songs and lyrics too.
1: Yeah um it was actually um it's always absolutely interesting working with Eloran but um, this time it was actually the first time when he came with the concept and um I was like this is awesome but I don't think that's what we want and then I explained to him a little bit more what this record means to to us and what it basically represents as a theme and then Elinorant went went back and then came back with this amazing artwork which uh, we're so proud of having as always because he's definitely one of my favorite artists and being able to work with him for the third time was just absolutely amazing he's a great person um, we've become friends and um, being able to work with him and watching him basically nailing every single thing that he's ever touched with us um, is just absolutely mind-blowing.
0: Right on. Um, Just as we start to wind this down, because I know you have a full schedule and the album is upon us and I want to be respectful of your time, just in terms of, uh, you know, assuming the world doesn't collapse in on itself like a black hole and we go sucked into nothingness. I assume the band is working on more new material. I know you would plan to be on the road this year. Anyway, um, what's coming up for the band that you can share?
1: Uh, Yeah, so we basically use this whole coronavirus lockdown and just the world not functioning the way it's supposed to function just to uh, be creative and write new songs so we, we almost finalized um, a full uh, record so we're just tweaking little things and I'm still working on some lyrics and um, we booked some recording time as well so there is going to be a new Venom uh, Prison LP uh, next year hopefully <laughs> if everything goes well so uh we're quite excited about that
0: awesome if you're excited we're excited if you keep making inspiring heavy music we will keep covering you and even if you did something else we probably still keep covering you um <laughs> because that's just what we do Larissa I I rarely throw around superlatives at the end of an interview but thank you it's been an honor and wonderful to hear your story thank you for doing what you do just me as a fan but also just in general for the community of heavy music I really appreciate you and been in prison
1: thank you so much thank you for having us on your podcast and for always covering us Uh, we've been reading everything since the start so we're really really grateful
0: Right back at you. Thanks for hanging out with Ghost Cult, and I will see you in the future, I hope, in person
1: next time. I hope so too. I hope so soon.
0: Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also, check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.